Watch the big game with your radios turned up. And that is out of here. It's October. And you can kiss that one goodbye. The American League Championship Series. I'm as prepared as I can possibly be. It's going to be fun. The Houston Astros advance to the American League Championship Series. Turn up your radio, Houston. Verlander strikes out the side. Astros radio. You know, it's going to be a pretty good series. Houston's exclusive. Need to left field. Hometown call. And you can kiss it goodbye. Fans loving it. Turn up your radio. To your hometown team, this is the Houston Astros Radio Network. And greetings from Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, where tonight the Houston Astros play game one of the American League Championship Series against the Boston Red Sox. Astros getting here by sweeping the Cleveland Indians three games to none in the best of five American League Division Series, while the Red Sox, they won their Division Series against the Yankees Three games to one, winning their series in four games. Of course, these two teams met in the division series last year with the Astros winning that one in four games, so meeting in the postseason for a second straight year. Today's pitching matchup is brought to you by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. And whenever you have game one of a series, you can usually count on a really good pitching matchup. And tonight, one of the better ones you'll see in baseball with Justin Verlander getting the ball for the Astros tonight. And Verlander, he's been one of the best historically in postseason, 12 postseason wins that's tied for fourth most in big league history. Yeah, not just against the Red Sox, against anybody he faces, but he's one of those pitchers. And both of these pitchers are two of the premier pitchers in all of baseball. But Verlander sets the tone for the Astros. He did it last year. He's done it. Uh, in the division series against the Cleveland Indians as well. But setting the tone with uh, the the fastballs, you know, we're going to come at you. We're going to be the aggressors, and that's what Verlander does for you. Meanwhile, Chris Sale, left-hander, getting the ball for the Boston Red Sox tonight. And uh, Chris Sale, his postseason debut last year, came against the Astros. Didn't go particularly well, but he did pitch pretty well in the division series against the Yankees with a start and a relief appearance. Yeah, that game won at Minute Maid Park last year, the division series against Chris Sale. The Astros popped him, you know, and I, I don't think he knew uh, what hit him, uh, but it was Altuve who got him a couple of times, ended up hitting three home runs in that ball game. Bregman got him in the first inning. Uh, so there's a lot of memories floating around in the back of the mind of Chris Sale of what happened last year. Can he channel that and use that to his advantage, or will he crumble if things go wrong? Today's Keys to the Game brought to you by Lone Star College. When it comes to jumpstarting your career, Lone Star College knocks it out of the park with over 170 programs. Visit LoneStar.edu to learn more. Lone Star College, start close, go far. Well, whenever you have a pitching matchup like the one that the Astros and Red Sox have tonight, Verlander against Sale, it's one of those things where whenever there's an opportunity, you, you, you have to be able to pounce, and that's obviously something both of these teams will try to do against this elite pitching. You know, I think if you're the managers of each of these teams, you have to assume, both, assume that both of these pitchers are going to have a good ball game. Now, how many pitches is it going to take him to get to that point? Yeah. And I think for Chris Sale, it matters even more because uh, he missed part of September. He, his velocity has been down, things of that nature. So they have to take care of him because they possibly might need him three times in this championship series. So if the Astros can be patient, maybe run up the pitch count in the first four or five innings, get him out maybe in the sixth inning, I think the advantage goes straight to Houston because I think their bullpen's better. And, you know, you mentioned a very good point. You think about Sale's start in game one of the division series against the Yankees, and he got pulled after 93 pitches, yeah. kind of what you were talking about, five and a third innings, and had a, a five to two lead, and the Red Sox bullpen almost blew that ball game, and uh, that, that's a concern for this Red Sox club. It's 
a concern for any manager because that's a lot of outs you have to cover yeah. out of the bullpen. And the Red Sox have warts in their bullpen. They, there's no two ways about it. The Astros are very strong in that regard. But we talked about it in the division series. Sometimes 95 is like 110 pitches when you're pitching with this much intensity. It certainly can be, and it should be a fun series to watch. And I feel like for the Astros throughout the series, when you look at this Red Sox lineup, obviously it's a very good lineup, but that's Benatendi, Martinez, those top three hitters. Uh, when you think about those guys and the way the series went when these two teams played at Fenway back in early September, Astros really had trouble containing bets, but they were able to do a decent job against J.D. Martinez and wound up taking two out of three. They did, but Bogarts in the, the cleanup sure. spot, I mean, I, I think he, he was very troublesome in that series. Mm -hmm. The Astros had some fits with Bogarts too, but top heavy for sure when you look at this Red Sox lineup. I think the Astros lineup top to bottom is more complete. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch in the Manager's Show presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Red Sox radio broadcaster Tim Neverett. But now this from your local station. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Pitch on the way. Cabrera grounds it right side. Gurriel has it. He underhands to Harris at first, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros advance to the American League Championship Series. They defeat the Indians 11-3 and win the series three games to none. A mob scene behind the pitcher's mound. As the Astros, a franchise record, 103 wins during the regular season, and they're unblemished in the postseason so far. Well, AJ, we, uh, back in spring training, probably a lot of people anticipated this. Uh, I was thinking about it. You may have been thinking about it, that these two teams could possibly meet up in the playoffs, and here we are. Uh, it's exciting, but uh, <laughs> two best teams maybe in the American League get a chance to, to square off. Are you excited? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to get here, so I don't think you can take anything for granted on either side where – you start the year, you want to play your best. You want to win a lot of games. Uh, we did that. They did that. Getting through a playoff series is not easy. Um, and then you and then you face head, you know, face off to see who goes and and represents the American League. So uh, pretty cool that it, that it ended up being both these two teams, given how the season went. Mm -hmm. uh, but never take it for granted. And you guys, uh, when you square up against <clears throat> this team, what similarities do you see between the Red Sox and Astros? Um, well, I think both offenses are really dynamic. I mean, it starts at the very top. You look at Springer and Betts, two of the most dynamic leadoff hitters. You look at the middle of the order. Um, you know, you look at the platoon advantages that both teams can, can create. Um, you know, you look at the team defense. I mean, the, 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 the high-end starting pitching, uh, at least the front of the rotation uh, for them, and, and then obviously dynamic closers. So, I mean, I, we, we got here a different way. Uh, we both went over 100 games, but... Um, the, the players, there's just a ton of names that people recognize and people were recognized for years to come given their talent. And them applying it on the field as a, as a team, it, it looks like both teams are really, you know, well run. And it's tough for you guys to pare down your roster because there's only 25 mm -hmm. guys you can take. But can you explain to some of the folks about some of the moves you made? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest decision really comes down to how you're going to balance it. Are you going to carry 14 position players or 13 uh, which means you're going to carry 11 pitchers or 12, and and you know you're trying to match up the best you can. When you look at these these this offense that we're facing, um, we felt like we need to give them as many different looks as possible. We don't know, you know, how long our pitchers are going to go. Historically, in the postseason, it's a lot different than it is in the regular season. Even last series, you know, I pulled 
Verlander in the in the sixth inning, and I, and I pull Cole after seven, and Keiko comes out after five. That's a lot of outs that we have to to navigate against a team that's that's pretty tough to match up against. So um, we opted to keep to keep an extra pitcher with with Joe Smith and Hector Rondon coming on. We took off Miles Straw and and Will Harris, and we'll go with a balanced bench of McCann and and Kemp to go along with Gaddis and Marisnik. We go with Rondon and <clears throat> Joe Smith, two guys that excel against righties. They do, and they you know they can hold their own against certain lefties, especially when down and away. Um, you know, fits the fits the strategy, and and this is just a really tough team. I mean, I, obviously, um, you don't know how the game's going to play out, and you don't know what what weapon you're going to need. But when you look at our our specifically our right-handed bullpen, um, if you take Osuna and Presley and McCullers out, those are our, our guys that everyone's going to know and expect when they come in. Okay. Um, these other looks, a side-arming Joe Smith, a high-end velocity of of Rondon, the newness of Josh James, the the spin of, of, of Colin McHugh, you know, you start to look at different different ways over a seven-game series, try to win four games, you, you know, I'll be able to give these guys different looks. When you look at matchups, do you almost go over every hitter in the Red Sox lineup and just look at who potentially has the best chance to get him out? Yeah, I mean, like ten times, yeah. yeah. I mean, we look at it like crazy yeah. for the time that we've had. It's the downside, I think, of, of, of having this so much time off as you're able to analyze and overanalyze but yeah. um, you know it's hard to say you know there, there's a lot of history with some of these guys some of it good some of it bad the, the, the so much has changed you know that the, the um, whether it's the style of pitcher Colin McHugh's added a slider so you know he didn't have that when when some of the Red Sox were uh, were facing him over the last couple of years you look at uh, you know anything Tony Sipp did in the last couple seasons as opposed to this season is a lot different some of their lefties but um, you know look I, I think you know, you try to line your guys up the best way to win, and, and, and the best way to win is play with the lead. You got Justin Verlander out there, but you're facing Chris Sale, mm-hmm. who it doesn't matter 80%, 90%, or 100%. His look, his his angle, all that stuff is really tough, isn't it? He is good, and, and he dials it up when he wants to. And I think, you know, given, given his history against us and his history in the postseason last year, um, he's going to pitch with a little bit of an edge, as you would expect. Sure. He's going to pitch in front of a home crowd, which is a lot different. Um, and, and it looks like he's fine. You look at the, the last outing that he had against the Yankees, and he's like sitting 96. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm not anticipating him back in the low 90s. He's going to yeah. be pretty good and, and pretty tough to match up. He will make a mistake or two. We have had some success against him. The more pressure you put on him and the deeper counts you can get and you can spoil some pitches, then you know you get to that bullpen, and then all things can happen. All right, AJ, as always, thanks for your time, and good luck tonight. You got it. Thank you. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street Kolsch-style blonde or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbock. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbock Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Tim Neverett, one of the radio broadcasters for the Boston Red Sox. Astros and Red Sox starting up the ALCS tonight with Game 1. And Red Sox taking uh, three out of four in their division series from the Yankees. And obviously two teams that see a lot of each other. And all of those matchups are are, are pretty high profile. Uh, were you Was there anything about the way the division series went, whether the result or the way the games went, that, that surprised you at all? Yeah, Game 3 surprised me. 16-1. to one. Yeah, it was the most lopsided uh, playoff loss for the Yankees in their franchise history. They've been to the postseason 52 times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that game surprised me. Uh, game four, 
was interesting in the way that it ended on a replay. Right. Uh, and the interesting thing about that is my partner, Joe Castiglione, and I had been to the replay operations center that afternoon. And one of the plays they showed us was almost exactly like how the game ended with a, with a play at first base. So uh, we were educated and up on what they were looking for. It was good. But I, I just think that any time the Yankees and Red Sox get together, it's crazy. Anything can happen. There's been, there were a lot of one-sided games in that series this year. But for the Red Sox to beat the Yankees in their backyard and get to celebrate there twice because that was where they clinched the division. Right. So they had a champagne celebration there that was real businesslike, real short. Then when they win the division series, then they got a little more excited because they knew they were moving on to take on the Astros in the in the ALCS. So, uh, but you know, a few days off. You guys have had a few days off, and and now both teams back at it tonight in what looks like a really good pitching matchup. And when you look at the top two starters in the rotation for the Red Sox, Chris Sale and David Price, going into the division series, you know both of them have had their struggles in the postseason. Of course, the Astros saw it firsthand. Sale struggled against them uh, in his start in, in the division series last year. And, of course, Price, he struggled with several different teams in the postseason. One pitched pretty well, Sale. The other one, Price, did, did not pitch so well. Uh, does it feel like there's a little more scrutiny on both of those guys going into this league championship series because of that history? Less on sale, a lot more on price. Yeah. Uh, I think because of Price's contract, he has been under a lot of pressure in Boston. He's tried not to show it. He's tried to not let his contract affect him. Uh, he has not performed against the Yankees. Simply put, he has not been good against the Yankees. They have owned him. And with his performance in game two of the, of the DS, uh, I mean, you know, the Boston media is pretty brutal. They can be very brutal, uh, very negative, and very and they attack, and that's what they did. And you know, David's not deaf; he can hear, so he knows what's being said about him. And uh, this is a huge start for him tomorrow. You know, Sale—they have a certain expectation level out of Chris Sale, and Sale usually meets it yeah. or exceeds it. So I don't think people are too worried about Chris Sale. They, they know what they're going to get out of him. But with David Price, you know, he has an opt-out clause that goes into effect once the season is done. He could opt out and leave $127 million on the table. I think if he has a good performance in game two, he'll probably stay here. I, I, and I think if he has a short one like he did against the Yankees and the Astros knock him out early, I, it's going to be real tough on him personally, I think, uh, to be here. Uh, but... We'll see. I mean, it's a it's high pressure, it's high risk, high reward stuff here in Boston, and you you know you've been through it with the the run you guys had last year. But it seems like the weight of the world always happens to be on David Price's shoulders whenever he takes the mound here in Boston because there's been so much pressure put on him. The bullpen in the series against the Yankees, you know, Craig Kimbrell uh, got got the job done, but but struggled a little bit. Is that the is that the biggest concern for the Red Sox going into this series of bullpen? I think it's always one of the concerns. It's funny because down the stretch they were using the bullpen differently, as you know, you see with a 40-man roster, you're going to use guys in different right. situations. You want to, you know, not situations they're normally used to, and they might get hit. So the numbers are going to get affected, and people are going to say, "Oh, wow, the bullpen stinks." Uh, the bullpen doesn't stink. The bullpen's been okay. Uh, they were airtight up until Kimbrell came in, and he picked a bad night to have a bad night, and he had a bad night. Uh, his breaking ball, he was just throwing it in the dirt, couldn't find strikes, came in out of the bullpen and uh, walked the first man on four pitches. Now you're like, oh, no. Uh, couldn't connect on his fastball very well, and when he did, he had to throw it right down the middle. 
he's made some adjustments and come back. And it's funny with Kimbrell because he's so good that when he has a good performance, it just gets brushed under the rug. But when he has a bad one, it is magnified 100 times. Right. So it's just the way it is here. But I think Kimbrell's going to be just fine. I know he will be. And I think, you know, as long as they get six innings, if they get six innings out of a starter, they're going to be in great shape with the bullpen. If a starter goes one and two-thirds, it's not going to be a good day because they've got to have guys cover a lot of innings, and that's a lot of pressure on a bullpen, and it can have a residual effect on the next game. So uh, I think the bullpen is – I mean, everybody's got a, a question or two with their bullpen, but the way that it, it's going to be used here in the postseason is not the way it was used during the last month of the year. Tim Neverett, uh, radio broadcaster for the Boston Red Sox. Thanks so much for joining us, and here's to a good series. Uh, I think it's going to be a great series. I'm pretty sure I'll be seeing a lot of you in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> As the Astros, a franchise record, 103 wins during the regular season. <laughs> We're a better team than last year. It's the team that plays the best. It's October. Special teams do special things in October. Fans loving it. The American League Championship Series. And Springer drives this one deep to right center field. Looking up. See you later. Turn up your radio, Houston. This is club down the left field line. And that's down. It's the Houston Astros. Altuve will score. Bregman will score. Astros Radio. How about Barwin Gonzalez? Houston's exclusive. And it made magic. Hometown call.